0: Every time.
2: A proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one.
0: On this week's edition, the coronavirus takes over. Vin Diesel's eyes are bloodshot. And it's time for our March TV update. All this and more as we reach our next stop. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source and Inside Sports Fantasy Football and also the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Thank you for listening to all of our great shows. But it wouldn't be a PCC Multiverse without my good friend who's here with me again and who's still going strong. And I'm so thankful for that. You got to check out what he's doing today at popculturecosmos.wordpress.com, plus also his great show Topic Apocalypse, and of course his book. Now that a lot of people should have a little bit more time on their hands, please order his great book, Congratulations You Suck. It is my good friend. It is Josh Peterson, whose iMac is still being fixed.
2: What's up? What's up? I forget I don't have to actually lean towards my monitor because I have my microphone here. Yeah, it's it's being fixed currently. Hopefully it's working by Sunday and I can get back on that sweet, sweet low voice.
0: Yeah, as I call it off the air, I call it your radio sexy voice when you, you got the microphone hooked up and everything's working fine on it. But you know what? Hey, I'm glad you're still that you can get on the show any way you can. We just truly appreciate you doing so. You made every effort to to keep in line with us right here at the pop culture cosmos. And, you know, this show doesn't run effectively without you in it, man. So I'm just glad to have you here. Hoping everybody is well. Please stay safe and please stay healthy. But the coronavirus is the major talk of the day. And we're going to talk about that at the front of the show. So there's all this stuff going on with concerns the coronavirus and pop culture. So we'll give you a little bit of update on that. Plus also as well, we're going to be talking on the back end about the return of amazing stories. And while some of you may not know what that means, we're going to go ahead and detail the latest project that's now on Apple TV Plus. Plus, also Neo 2. You didn't know about Neo 2, but it's actually a great video game that's a sequel to another great video game, which totally went under the radar as well. And we'll talk about Neo 2 coming up here in a bit. And we mentioned Bloodshot. Yes. Bloodshot is out in theaters. Yes, a the movie is actually being released out in theaters, along with two others. So we'll talk about that and the not-so-great prospects for the film Bloodshot, the latest effort from Vin Diesel, and why his career can't get on track when he's not in the car or talking like a tree. But Josh, it is the coronavirus, man. As you and I both have seen over the past 24, 48 hours, it has completely enveloped this country And over the past weeks, it's enveloped the entire world as far as taking over every aspect of our lives. That has actually progressed into our area of expertise right here, and that's pop culture, because we're seeing so many different places, so many different events, so many different facets of the things that we were looking forward to in pop culture now get either canceled, delayed, or outright just moved off the schedule entirely. And that to me is very sad. And that to me is very disappointing as someone who loves pop culture.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing all these things popping up today in my newsfeed, like it was surprising. You know, yesterday, obviously they declared it as an epidemic and it is A kind of- pa- going-
0: pandemic,
2: A pandemic. pandemic, sorry. And it's kind of going in the opposite direction of what people thought it would. People thought by now that the, you know, that curve would be going down, but now it seems to just be getting worse. It was not surprising. I guess to hear about like sports cancellations, but the movie ones really kind of hit a little harder because those that you know that really hits home for a lot of people. Like where if if big companies like Disney are canceling releases, then you know that there's something to be worried about. And like I was talking to Brian Wegner today, and he was saying he kept on telling his wife because his wife is from China and she's facing the that racial tension from people over this whole virus but he was saying you know as long as disneyland is still open we'll be fine and then lo and behold today they closed down disneyland so there is a lot going on here yes yeah so i mean movies disneyland theme parks universal studios closing down it's it's getting it's crazy man i'm like i'm wondering when this is going to end they've
0: also talked about closing disney world as far as major movies Mulan is now up up in the air. That was coming out in a couple weeks. A Quiet Place Part Two, which was coming out next week, that has been delayed. Fast and Furious Nine has been delayed. Those are just some of the major movies that are out there that have been delayed or canceled at this point in time. And
2: New Mutants too. Like that was one that I. It's just been hit, you know, with thing after thing after thing after thing.
0: That one's going to probably set up to fail because, like you said, that one had so many delays, reshoots everything of that nature. Plus, you've got Broadway that is closed entirely. It's dark right now for one of the few times ever in history. The NBA, the NHL, professional golf. There's so many different aspects as far as sports that have also decided to suspend all games at this point in time. Major League Baseball has suspended its spring training. They've delayed the start of their regular season. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Conventions, our appearance at WonderCon, at your neck of the woods. That was shut down. E3 said this week it's canceled. CinemaCon here in Las Vegas is canceled. The NAB, National Association of Broadcasters, that's been canceled. Music festivals all over the country, they've been canceled. Pro wrestling events, they've been canceled or modified and put into smaller studio locations without an audience. WrestleMania is at this point in time, as we're recording, still very much up in the air. I'm thinking it's not going to be able to get through. But again, that there's been no official announcement yet as of yet, because right now there's state governors and mayors letting people know there's not going to be events being held where there's large gatherings of people. It just will not allow it. This, this disease that's going on and spreading so quick like wildfire is just not allowing people to go ahead and do what
2: they normally need to get done. So have you been reading about the XFL?
0: Yes, the XFL, Vince McMahon, actually suspended all games for that.
2: Did he really? Because last I heard, they were playing, but they weren't letting anyone in the audience. So does that was that an update on that?
0: That is an update on that, is that he did suspend operations for the XFL uh, at this point in time. It is. It was. You know, that's, that's the thing. You, these leagues are deciding to whether or not they should go ahead and play in front of an empty audience, or they should go ahead and just suspend all right, The NBA, I think, was the deciding factor for a lot of these leagues because Rudy Gobert contracted the coronavirus after he was monking it on Monday. By Wednesday, he was sick in his hotel room testing positive for the coronavirus, which set off a chain of events. His teammate that he is very close to, Donovan Mitchell, he also tested positive the next day for coronavirus. And that, again, set off the chain of events where M- Commissioner Adam Silver had to go ahead and just outright suspend the season at this point in time. So I think that showed to the NHL, Major League Baseball and all these other the XFL even, and to all these other outlets that are out there, you know, PGA Golf and all that, that, you know, it's just not worth the public health interest out there to go ahead and conduct these events because you don't want to be that one event that goes and sets off a chain reaction of devastating proportions
2: you know that that's a big thing because like the the sporting so let me ask you this though with like all the sporting industry has taken such a big hit like that how long do you think they can afford to to be shut down
0: well most of them are trying to say at this point and they're going to reevaluate it in 30 days i mean this is a killer this and then it not just affects the leagues and the players and the television markets and all that because you're not getting any television money, you're not getting any attendance money, you're not getting an arena. But it also is a trickle-down effect to the employees that work from where everything from the parking to the vending to concessions to pretty much every aspect of what you see as a sporting event. It's all being affected by it. And the costs, as far as from a financial standpoint, I mean, right now, I've, I think probably the best word I could say is immeasurable because you don't know. We've never undergone this type of catastrophic event where it's affected worldwide events. I mean, we're seeing as far as Euroleague soccer, and you know, you're very well aware that soccer is so important to Europe and Asia and things of that nature. And they've basically either had held matches in empty arenas or just canceled outright. And you know, again, we've seen the financial costs there we don't even know what we're going into because as, as some have already indicated, this is uncharted territory.
2: Yeah. Like I, I really don't know what to expect next, you know, like I'm waiting for uh, a, an announcements, you know, from, from the businesses surrounding us. Like I went to Del Taco tonight and there was nobody in there. Del Taco would not let you touch the hot sauce packets. It won't let you touch the, the forks or the napkins or the, even the, uh, lids to your drinks, you know, and all these businesses, I keep expecting announcements that they're going to close. The grocery stores are going to close. It's targets going to close. The restaurants are going to close. Like it's, it really is. It's, you know, we're all reacting, but I'm, I'm wondering like, what is the solution to it though? You know, it's like, is it going to hit where this becomes an, an endemic, right? Where it just becomes something that we contract every day and life goes on. Or is there, some kind of plant is the plant. The hope to have these everything like shut down for thirty days and then have that curb uh, the the spread of it and hope that that is that's that. Or you know, there, it, what what is the plan going on here and how long can our economies afford to to be shut down? You know, that's the bigger question. And what is it going to do to to life as we know it?
0: We're just going into this this just vast nothingness that. You know, there's really nothing we can say that's going to change it uh, until this subsides, at least to some extent, in the favor of public health. And you're, you're right. Who knows, 30 days from now, it could be ebbs and ties. That's also been speculated that this could, you know, OK, we all stay in our houses for 30 days and then we come out and the disease goes wild again. That could happen. So we don't even know at this point in time how to effectively deal with the virus. We're just taking guesses and throwing darts and seeing what sticks. You know, I'm just hoping for the best for everybody out there. Just again, you practice good hy- hygienic habits. And, and you know, if you can out there, just please just stay safe, stay inside. Listen to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos or any of your favorite podcasts or or watch TV or, you know, there's YouTube or anything out there. Just please, if you don't have to go outside, please don't do it.
2: Just released a thing saying the Canadian Prime Minister's wife tested positive for it too.
0: Tom Hanks, Academy Award winning actor. He and his wife both contracted coronavirus. And there, uh, I know in case of Tom Hanks, he was shooting an Elvis movie in Australia at the time. So, yes, he's been quarantined. You know, it's affecting so many different people at various levels. Doesn't, it, you know, this disease does not discriminate between the rich and the poor, the famous and the non famous. So, yeah, it's just been a very scary time for all of us. I know there's a lot of people out there that have been talking about, okay, we shouldn't be taking too many of the supplies. It shouldn't be, you know, you know, people are just mass buying, panic buying, things of that nature. But people are scared, man. There's a lot of fear out there, and it's hard to tell them, you know, you're crazy. At this point in time last week, you thought that, you know, maybe you could joke it off or maybe it'd be something that, like you said, would just go away. Unfortunately, that's not the case, my friend. And we're now at a point where a lot of people are really starting to fear for their lives.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I'm I've been reading a lot of stuff released by the World Health Organization, and they're saying that, you know, it's really impossible to track the numbers on this thing. So yeah, they're saying that the it's hard to get accurate statistics on this, and they're saying that the death rate's probably a lot lower than what's being reported, but it's still hard to know because there's so, it, there's so little known about this virus and exactly like what it does. And a lot of cases are being reported as being mild, but people are still afraid. And I totally understand that. It's just, you know, I was talking to someone today and they're like, you know, it's not really a matter of, you know, if we get it, it's a matter of when. And it's almost better. He was, in his opinion, he's saying it's almost better for people to get it and then be able to build up those um, that immunity to it as opposed to, uh, you know, not... Getting going about their lives, but I, I mean, everyone. I, I get the panic, I get the fear. It's just, it's how, what, what is truth and what is what is fiction? You know, that's what I'm. I've been trying to do research on here.
0: But it's hard to say. Okay, I want to go ahead and contract the virus so I can build up antibodies because we don't know exactly with 100% assurity that you know who it's going to affect just as a mild case or who it's going to affect as something more severe. That's why I think everybody is worried at this point in time. Is you don't know if you get it, if it's going to be a death sentence or it's just going to be something that you feel like you have the flu for a couple of weeks and that's it. So you, you just don't know. I mean, the statistics bear one thing based off of age, especially if you're over 60, you have underlying health conditions. That really puts the nod not in your favor. But again, we don't know that with 100 percent surety because we've seen people out there that have been reporting that have the illness that were previously healthy without those conditions still feel the effects quite a bit as well
2: yeah exactly. like we don't we don't know. Some cases are mild, some cases are severe. some people have it, don't even know they have it. Like there's cases of this being asymptomatic. and uh, you know that's the scariest part, too, is that if you don't feel sick, you feel fine, but you're carrying it. like how how are you supposed to prevent something like that? You don't even know about it. How are you supposed to isolate yourself? So it's there's so many unknowns here, and you know, granted, it hits everybody differently so it's really hard to know anything, right? Is it, how safe are you if you get it and then you get over it you're still dealing with, um, you know, you have the scar tissue in your lungs that needs to heal. And then uh, what, what's it going to, do you truly build up an immunity to, do you get the antibodies to it or is it, does it get worse next time you get it? You know, there's, there's a lot of things that we don't really know, but then again, you know, there's a, it's being reported that we're like 18 months away from a vaccine. So it's, This is, this is crazy, man. Like it's, it's completely unpredictable.
0: You're exactly right. My friend. And for right now it's playing a major effect on the future of everything we talk about in pop culture. So stay tuned to us right here at the pop culture cosmos. We'll be giving you updates on what's going on each and every week on our shows. We're still going to be continuing our shows on Monday and Friday. We're going to do them as best we can, despite the circumstances, we hope you continue to listen to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Again, everybody's dealing with this out there. We just hope, again, for, for from all of us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, again, we are just wishing to stay safe and continued health to everyone out there. What are your thoughts on the coronavirus and how it's affected all the various things in pop culture? Do you think it's an overreaction or do you think there's not enough being done to fight this disease? Share us your thoughts popculturecosmos at yahoo.com also as well popculturecosmos humanity media and game source on facebook twitter and instagram as well well coming up next we've got jessica Boggs with our march tv update and then coming up after that it's josh and i talking about some amazing stories some neo2 and josh I, i think your eyes are looking a little bit bloodshot when it comes to vin diesel we'll talk about that on the back end of the show This is the PCC Multiverse. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Back with the show, it's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thank you so much for listening, and it's that time again. Even though things are crazy going on in the world out there, TV always is something that people can turn to for at least some type of relief, some type of escape, and things of that nature. And obviously, everybody's tuned to the TV when it comes to looking at it for the news and you know what's going on with the latest updates and. It's just right now, it's a great time to be filling everyone in as far as what's going on with the latest in TV updates. And here today to talk with me about all the things going on with television is our good friend. She is the lead writer for the tvratingsguide.com. You got to actually go ahead and check out everything that's going on today at the tvratingsguide.com and you go ahead and check out all their news, the reviews, the articles, the updates, the shows that they create, so much more. It is my good friend once again, right back on the show. It is Jessica Boggs. And Jessica, first of all, I want to wish you and your family all the safety in the world. Just be safe out there. And also to everyone out there, again, I cannot say this enough. Please be safe out there. We're just we're we're rooting for everyone out there to just stay safe and stay healthy.
1: Well, luckily, we are in a a low-risk area. However, there are three counties, like right in my state that are currently reporting cases, but good news is that they're all improving. And one of the cases is going to be at that point where they're no longer contagious.
0: Well, that's good news. And hopefully that continues to be good news for your surrounding area. Las Vegas here is still up in question because, as you know, it's a major travel spot, and and all the conventions and the NFL draft is still up in the air. The you know the conference tournaments that most of them have been canceled. You know, and then there's also March Madness. We do that's canceled. Most of the major sports in this country have been has either suspended or canceled their seasons up until this point. Major shows. Broadway shows have also canceled to this point. Major conventions, E3, CinemaCon, WonderCon, and NAB. The list goes on and on. They've all canceled. It's very much important that they are protecting our health at this point in time. You know, the financial implications, as I spoke to it on the Lakers Fast Break, are incalculable right now. So we don't even have an estimate on exactly how much it can affect us there, but. You know, please give us an update of what's going on. You know, you're you're right there with with what's going on with In Tune with TV, but major productions for television are also shutting down as well.
1: Well, right now it looks like you have One Chicago shutting down production indefinitely. Riverdale and Supernatural are both postponing filming indefinitely. And the reason for Riverdale is One of their crew members apparently tested positive for the coronavirus. And there are many celebrities, including Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, both testing positive for COVID-19. So it's been a mess.
0: And also as well, I just want to add this in. If you want to go ahead and check out the variety, they have an update as on the fly. They're going ahead and updating that. For the TV folks out there, the morning show for Apple Television, that is delayed production. Survivor has made a decision to delay production on their 41st season in Fiji. Amazing Race, season 33, has been temporarily shut down. And, you know, we've talked about earlier Mission Impossible 7, the Elvis project, which, of course, dealt with Tom Hanks and and his wife, Rita Wilson, who are uh, currently quarantined in Australia. The official competition for movie with Penelope Cruz and Antonio Banderas that suspended its shoot. James and
1: Fast Ball, Nine is halted.
0: Yes, that's for a that's, that's halted for a year. That's on delay. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's just truly mind boggling to see what the threat of this coronavirus is doing. And again, it just comes down to it right now that please everybody be safe. But I want to go ahead and not just inundate everybody with coronavirus, because this also talks about your updates with ratings and all that. I know we're going to get to Stumptown here in a minute. I know that you and I are going to probably go back and forth on that. But before we go ahead on the broadcast networks and all that, something ended this past week, a docuseries. In fact, one of the best docuseries I've ever seen And that is McMillions, which I want everybody, if they get a chance, to go out of the way to see. It ended their run on HBO. And while the numbers up front are not exactly mind-boggling, the fact is, if you talk about delayed viewing on either three-day or seven-day, I've been noticing it's been in the top ten as far as delayed viewing is concerned. So it's a big win for HBO out there and also the people behind McMillions because, again, it is one of the best – series I've ever seen if you get a chance please I recommend seeing but up front what are the ratings at this point in time for HBO's hit series?
1: right now the finale has gotten a 0.12 in the key adults 1849 demographic and 424,000 viewers which there will be more with delayed viewing but this is the same day airing the average for all the episodes total same day is a 0.117 and 395,500 viewers round that up to 396,000.
0: Well, that's something for HBO. That's a non game of Thrones. That's a pretty decent number for them. Plus it's not airing in early primetime. It's airing in later primetime, but again, The L3 and L7 numbers for the first five episodes have been very strong for that. So a lot of people are delayed, interested in it or catching it on a delayed fashion. So that's a good sign. I know there's been a lot of critical praise towards the series, not just myself, but there's a lot of critical praise out there. So if you get a chance and want to know more about the McMillions controversy that's out there, the McMillions crime and everything behind it, because there's so much to it about how in the 90s a lot of these Monopoly games for McDonald's were manipulated. And if you want to know more about it, it's because it's a very interesting five, six, excuse me, interesting six episode series. Please give that a chance. But Jessica, there's more to talk about with the broadcast network. So I want to hear your thoughts on what's going on with ABC.
1: I think as of right now, outside of the fact that station 19 was recently renewed for season four, and that the Bachelor finale had a series high, a season high with a 2.4, time Jeopardy, the greatest of all time, first two episodes, with and with an attempt from the Masked Singer's fall premiere, nothing else has changed. We know recently Stumptown right now has been showing diminishing returns in the delayed viewing numbers, which was originally the theme today yes. before all this. COVID-19 things are happening with schools shutting down classes. and
0: It's it's interesting to see when it comes to Stumptown, a show that was basically living off of its L3 and L7 numbers because it was one of the highest rated new shows on the L3 and L7 formats because it wasn't earning you know live ratings that were very good, 0.5, 0.6. And it's now went from a strong contender to be renewed to a kind of eh, not so strong contender to be renewed. I think it might get a renewal. I still have hope for it. But I know uh, my confidence in the show is wavering. It's still a good show. I think people should check it out. But, yes, my confidence in the show lasting is kind of wavering. But I know with most outlets that I checked last night after talking to you about it, it is something that it is, uh, yeah, like you said, diminishing returns, and the status is now even more in question on the future of Stumptown.
1: Yeah. And right now, we are still watching for life, but we are, we still see that it grows out of its lead in, and, but it has remained at a 0.6 like constantly. With today's ratings climate, that may not necessarily be a bad thing. So look for it being the, the Rookie Pity Renewal, if that happens, or if Stumptown's in a play, two pity renewals.
0: Well, I know that something that we're going to be looking at is ABC long-term, especially when it comes to Stumptown. I'm hoping Stumptown will get us renewal. But there are other great shows out there, or also not-so-great shows, that are also right on the cut line, or there's interesting news all over the place. Let us know what's going on with some of the other broadcast networks. In fact, I'll throw out NBC at you. What's going on with the folks at NBC? I know the number for This Is Us is down.
1: Oh, yes. It crashed to a 1.1, even though that's at Chicago-level ratings, which may still be good for the ratings climate, but for the two or three season renewal that it got, eh, might as well give it a pause, I'm guessing.
0: And uh, there's, you know, with NBC, are there any shows on the cut line that they're thinking about removing? I know Superstore, which America Ferrara, has decided she is not going to stay with the series. I know it got a renewal for another season, but it is very much in question now, the future of that series going forward and who is going to head that series because when your star leaves, it's very hard to get someone to replace it. Do you see whoever it is they get to replace it or whatever they're going to be doing to that show, do you see that show lasting another season and beyond?
1: I'm thinking they may turn the lead back to like it's original male type lead though, before America Ferreira grew a bigger role in Superstore kind of like from the early seasons on, but it's still too soon to tell.
0: Okay. We'll go ahead and mention right now. So what's going on with the dramas? Because you said that they're getting multiple season renewals, which is a good sign for some NBC dramas.
1: Well, you got, the entire one chicago lineup and law and order svu being renewed for 3 seasons each i was really surprised about law and order svu especially with the ratings nowadays pretty much borderline all season and that can't be helped because of its lead-in being a low-rated comedy but still That signals SVU is apparently doing well in syndication and doing well enough for NBC to give it confidence to take it up to season 24.
3: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do do people still use dials?
0: So what's coming up next for the folks at CBS? Want to go ahead and get a quick update on what's going on with CBS?
1: There was a production delay with The Amazing Race, but there's not really much I can say to attest as far as who was on the fence. But we do know that nothing has really changed from February, especially with Tommy still getting low ratings and the comedy is still borderline minus uh, Bob Arzabishola which is at renewal ratings.
0: Right now, when you say the status quo, that means not much is being said or being leaked out for CBS. Your friends at CW, what's going on there? Because there's always some interesting news. It's something going on at the folks at CW.
1: There's only one show that has yet to have their fate decide, and that's Katie Keene. And it's on the fence with CW. It's still not doing well in the streaming metrics currently on TV time, and it's not doing well in linear ratings. Although the rest of the show's not announced for a final season have been renewed and ready to go for next season in preparation for the possible writer strike, but on the CW there is a good chance that it will get renewed no matter what because it's a spin-off of Riverdale. But then again, this is coming up with more questions than answers kind of like How low is too low, even for a spinoff?
0: Exactly. So that's something that we'll definitely have to look at if you're a fan of that show. you got to check out tbratingsguide.com for updates on that. Last but not least on the broadcast networks is Fox. The Mass Singer is still going on strong, but how strong is it at this point in time?
1: Well, it's steady at a 1.9. Still pretty good for fox at the moment and lego masters is doing a heck of a lot better than almost family ever did all season
0: that's the reason why almost family was canceled
1: oh yes and apparently there was controversy with one of the male leads being accused of harassment charges and
0: whatnot and with fox i know there's a lot, a lot of stuff that you want to go ahead and focus on here in the near future it's, You know, they're making their claim to try and be one of the big dogs in the in the fight when it comes to the broadcast networks,
1: which is pretty much a mixed bag. This month, this piggyback offing of Fox and we know deputies getting the axe, no doubt. And Fox officially renewed Nama 1 Lone Star this past week with the promo at the end of the season one finale episode. Stay tuned for all new episodes coming soon.
0: Stay tuned for all new episodes, indeed. Once again, I'm talking to Jessica Box from the TVRainsGuide.com. You got to check out what she's doing today and all the other writers that are out there. In fact, I know some have returned. Isn't that correct?
1: We do have two returning contributors growing our team.
0: That's great news to hear. So check out all the great stuff and concerns news, reviews, original programming, and so much more at the TVRainsGuide.com. Jessica, it's been a very interesting time. People are going to be all over the TV sets, obviously with the news channels, getting the latest updates on that. So you're going to be there, The ratings are going to be focused there, but any last news on any entertainment cable broadcast or anything else before we head on out
1: cable, the ratings, they have been like a mixed bag. And we had a lot of shows, including your late nights, filming shows without an audience and with this disease thing this is going to probably affect wrestlemania which no decision has been made yet
0: it's not looking good for wrestlemania i'm just going to say at this point in time i think the writing's already on the wall vince mcmahon just is like uh he's like refusing to budge on it until the very last moment i think the governor or someone else is going to have to step in and you do what many other cities are doing as far as events like that over x amount and uh, you know some some, heard as many as those 500 people thousand people anything over that they cannot congregate and you hear that in separate cities and i have a feeling that at some point in time the rug's going to be pulled out at wrestlemania in fact all their live events at some point in time could be severely hampered going forward for them aew nxt uh, i mean they could still survive on a tv product but yes that is big financial hit as everyone else is taking right now I mean, at least when it comes to WABE, you can still do things out of the Performance Center, like they do with the NXT from time to time. They still could have shows there, almost like a studio format, so their TV programming could still be filled. But yeah, doing live shows is very much in question for the foreseeable future. I have a feeling we're in the next couple of days, we're going to be finding out more about what they're going to be prevented from doing, including WrestleMania. and I know that's the big moneymaker for them over the course of the year. And I, But I think, I think the writing's on the wall. Like I said, I think that's something that they're going to have to seriously look at going forward here in the not-too-distant future. Last thing I want to talk to you about is the viewing habits of people. I mean, the viewing habits right now are geared towards the news networks, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you see spikes like this in the news channels, I mean, your focus of the TV becomes what are people watching and the people are tuning into the latest updates on the news channels that has to become your focus of the TV I'm
1: thinking because we do report that on the cable ratings and you got like super Tuesday, super Tuesday two, And On last Tuesday's ratings, you know, CNN led in the ratings for Super Tuesday 2, followed by Fox, but Fox had more total viewers.
0: Okay. Well, that's something that's very interesting. I know that continues that debate on who has the better viewership, who has the larger viewership. I know that's something that continues. But as people continue to find out updates on the coronavirus and it's spread across the world... People are tuning in more and more to what's going on with their local news, but also the national and international news as well. So it's something that a lot of people are focusing on. So the CNN, the MSNBC's the, Foxes, the Fox News of the world out there are getting the prime attention and also the ratings from it. Oh,
1: yes. And even more so. But I also think it could also affect long term, especially since. Quarantines are becoming announced, like you would see some shows like go up initially live long term.
0: That's true. And the late night shows have all suspended their audiences. Game shows have done the same thing. The talk shows during the day, I believe they're also doing that as well. So our daily lives are being changed both on and off the screen. Jessica, it's just been great talking to you, but again. Uh, Please, I continue to wish the best of health for you and your entire family out there. And just stay safe, just stay healthy, and hopefully you will be able to come back on this time next month when you come back for your April TV update. How does that sound?
1: Yeah, hopefully things calm down a little bit by then. But it looks like it's going to probably get worse before it gets better.
0: That is usually the case, but I do hope it gets better real soon, you know, sooner the better. And again, please stay safe out there. I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to speak to us. Once again, it's Jessica Box from the You got to check out what she and all the other great writers and contributors are doing there at the Well, Jessica, it's been great talking to you as always cannot wait to hear your update in April on what's going on in the world of television. Stay safe, stay healthy. And thanks again for being part of the pop culture. And we're back to close out the show, the Species multiverse. I want to thank so much again, Jessica Box, for being part of our show once again with her great March TV update. Josh, before we head on out, three quick things to go ahead and hit up with everyone. And first off is, I don't know, you you might be too much of a youngin' young man on this, but amazing stories. Just hit Apple TV Plus. It's a revision. I think it's one of the better projects on a personal nature that Steven Spielberg was ever a part of. And I think the best way that's been described about it this week is think about a family-friendly version of the Twilight Zone with all these. Stories from random places, random people, these magical things happening to them in their lives that somehow, usually for the most part, create a happy ending, amazing stories, it did hit the airwaves on Apple TV+. The one thing I want to ask is, you know, have you really heard about this in detail? Were you familiar with it? And the second of all is, when Ron McCallum and I were talking about last week about the, I guess, the, the status of Apple TV+, I was kind of a little bit more pessimistic on how the network has been going for them for so far. I don't think their content and their quality has been great so far, and their content certainly is nowhere near what everybody else's is. But again, they're Apple, so obviously they could just hit the switch. It can change instantly. What, as a second question to you on that, do you think that could actually be something that could help lift the Apple TV Plus to be a better experience overall?
2: No, I mean I'm just now reading about it. I I had never heard of it before. Kind of just from what I'm reading it seems like a cleaner version of, you know, like Black Mirror and Twilight Zone that you just mentioned. If it is something that is it something that's meant to like tell inspirational tales or is it something that's just meant Something to... like
0: that. Yeah. And like okay. like um the late Robert Forster was I... in one of the episodes he's like grandpa g- getting superpowers for some reason he gained superpowers and I believe has to save the day in some form or fashion. Some, you know, it's just mystical, magical stories of something happening to people, random people. And then just, you know, like I said, uh, usually equating to a happy ending or a different kind of ending per se, as opposed to the always dark or bleak endings that black mirror and the twilight zone usually represent at the end of their shows.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this, I like this concept a lot. It's, I'm, I have a hard time following these types of shows, but I, I love, I love how it's done though. You know, I love the, it kind of reminds me of those old, You remember those old, um, pulp, I mean, these are before both of our time, but the old pulp magazines, right? Where they had writers would send in things. And pulp fiction was always like super clean. You just had that era where people were drawing covers for them that were slightly inappropriate, but like, that's what it reminds me of, right? You have all these tales of heroes, tales of aliens, superheroes, whatever it might be. They're very short, contained things. And uh, you could you could go out and buy a pulp magazine, get 10 stories in it. That's kind of what this reminds me of.
0: Well, like I said, it's something that I'm very curious in seeing if it's going to rekindle some of that magic. Now, mind you, it, it came in with a lot of hoopla when it debuted on NBC, but it really didn't have, much of a extended history, whether it was because of ratings were eh, okay, or whether it was just the fact that I think Steven Spielberg lost interest in the project and really had to go ahead and start doing movies again, or was too busy doing movies, pretty much at that point in time. I think that Amazing Stories, the concept is something that is needed for Apple TV+. Plus. I really think that at this point in time, you know, I really I really think that it should be something that, that a lot of people should go out of their way to watch when it comes to Apple TV Plus, because there's not much there right now. If you look and see what's there right now, yeah, there's a lot of big names attached to it, but there really isn't much in the way of, of substance. I know that series from M Night Shyamalan was the last thing that they promoted because that came out after the initial debut of the network. And I think that right now they're in a state of flux, along with Disney Plus. Both of those outlets, they need more. They need something more. Yes, Disney has the entire Disney library at its convenience, but Apple doesn't have that as of yet. But it looks to me as I spoke to Rob that Apple needs to get something going within itself and within its structure to make Apple TV Plus worth something. It reminds me of what we used to talk about when you talked about Amazon Prime. And how Amazon Prime used to be the throwaway thing that Amazon used to just say like a pet project somewhere until they finally got serious with it. And they put out a lot of darn good shows out on it. Apple TV Plus is just at that point where it's just like this little pet project. And with amazing stories, I'm hoping that will kick off more interest into the network that maybe Apple will realize, hey, people are watching this. Maybe we should put more money and more time into Apple TV Plus.
2: Yeah, but it's almost like in order to start a streaming business or channel these days, you almost have to have a huge catalog of shows already built up. Like you have to have all that content prepared. As With Apple, all the stuff's original, right? So like their talk show stuff, easy, right? Uh, even Disney Plus, like the Jeff Goldblum thing, I'm sure that was easier and less expensive to do. But you almost have to have things... That it's like a process that's almost three or four years in the making is you have to have all this stuff recorded and ready to go at launch or else, you know, you're going to have this, these, you put out 12 shows and people are going to watch all these 12 shows or not watch the 12 shows, just watch the ones they want. And there's going to be like a space between that and whenever they feel like watching something else or whenever you feel like releasing something else. So in order to be competitive, it almost feels like you have to have over 50 shows ready at launch.
0: And that's why I think HBO Max might be,
2: you know, a lot more
0: ready when it debuts because they'll have the whole Time Warner consortium at their leisure as far as all the stuff that they're bringing in and all the stuff that they'll have at their convenience to go ahead and show off. It'll be, you know, obviously something that we saw the Disney Plus. I mean, they'll be very excited to have it because they'll have all this great stuff at their convenience right there on HBO Max. But the thing is, the difference between Disney Plus and HBO Max is there's a substantial price difference. And you and I talked about this when it concerns Netflix. You did not like it, and you were not on board with the price changes when it came to Netflix. And to see that go with HBO Max, they're already starting out at, what, $12, $14.99 already a month. That's a price point which I'm not sure a lot of people will handle no matter what is on that channel.
2: Yeah, and that's always been... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's always kind of been the reason people have stayed away from HBO, right? Just because it's extra money, it's expensive, you're paying so much money for so little content. And this is where things like Netflix, it makes Netflix seem cheap, you know, in comparison, or Disney Plus seem cheap, Hulu even. Like, what is HBO offering that these channels don't? Because with HBO, there's only three or four things people are going to go on there and watch. You know, Disney has has a lot of movies to watch once you're done with the shows and um you know netflix has all that content plus content from other other studios where in hbo like what is the justification for charging that much money per month
0: well that's the thing they're offering you what friends i think as far as to start off with plus some other foundational shows and programs you know the friends reunion special that they're also putting on there. I know that they're going to be taping that in the not too distant future and putting that on the network which is supposed to drive in even more business. But again, the price point is going to matter to a lot of people and I think people are able to go ahead and carry more than one if it's priced the way Disney Plus is and also as well the way Netflix is. I mean, you can have one high price and one low price. That seems to be the numbers right now. People are having when it concerns Disney Plus, they're having Disney Plus, but they're still not getting rid of their Netflix. They're having both, or they're having the package, whether it's Hulu, ESPN, and Disney Plus combined, or they're getting CBS All Access and they're keeping Netflix. So it's a point where they're keeping both, you know, one one high price to one lower price, but having HBO Max and Netflix that's gonna be 30 bucks a month. That gets you into that type of range as far as price point is concerned. And that to me, I think for a lot of people is just, that's too much. So I think a lot of people will be bailing out of one or the other in a not too distant future.
2: Yeah, and that's when you see a lot of service hopping coming in. You're gonna have, you know, I've said this before, Disney plus is probably the one that I'll always keep consistently. And then the others, I will probably jump around, you know, as far as HBO and Westworld comes out, I'll probably check that out or, you know, say there's something on Stars I want to watch, or even Funimation. You know, their app is now available on smart TVs. If there's something there I want to watch, I'll just keep bouncing back and forth. You know, and the ones that I keep consistent will probably be Disney Plus, and you know, maybe Netflix, depending on how what kind of releases they got coming up. But it does add. I mean, your your subscription prices do add up really fast. So that's why, like HBO coming in with at 14.99 is not really the best option for them.
0: As I spoke before with Jessica Boggs on her March TV update, if you get a chance and you have HBO or HBO Max, please check out McMillions. It is an outstanding docu series, and it really is great. Technically, production values are through the roof for a docu series. So, if you get a chance, check it out. That's McMillions. It, you know, they just ended the six-episode run. It is worth your time, I assure you, and it's just really fascinating if you're into that true crime type of deal. But having a little bit of a taste of pop culture on top of it. So you get a chance to check that out, but amazing stories, getting back to Apple TV plus one last time, they need to go ahead and do more and amazing stories. It's just a little bit part of that. It is something that I think people should give a chance and check out because it's very, you know, it's right there. It's it's very amusing, family friendly for the most part and things of that nature. So it's got a, it's a old concept brought a new again, amazing stories from Steven Spielberg. It's available now on Apple TV Plus, but Apple TV Plus needs to do something more. Ron McCallum and I talked about buying a studio, maybe Sony, maybe something like that. It's not like they don't have the cash, man, but they do need to make Apple TV more than just a throwaway on your iPhone, your iPad, or your iMac. That's being fixed, by the way.
2: I agree. They made so many announcements, and I wonder if they had any specific focus or they're just trying to hit all those markets at once, the streaming market, the video game market, the the tv market it's they kind of like fired off in every direction so it kind of makes me feel like there wasn't a lot of attention paid to each one if that makes sense it does
0: make sense and it's like i said it just seems to me right now they're in the stage that amazon prime was in back when well back in the earlier days and it just seemed like it was something throwaway that you would get for free when you're real all you really wanted was the free shipping for amazon prime and you were that's all you were focused on then they got serious then they started to put out a lot of quality content on the site and amazon prime became something that was worthwhile and that was special to have hopefully for apple apple tv plus gets to that point whether or not it does is up in the air but at least with amazing stories and uh, some of the other things that they've got on that network at least it's a decent start not saying it's great not saying it's bad love to see some more stuff but yes with amazing stories it's a step in the right direction what are your thoughts out there on amazing stories returning to the airwaves this time in a streaming fashion with apple tv plus share your thoughts pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com also as well pop culture cosmos Humanity media and game source on facebook twitter and instagram as well
3: and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game metropolis.
0: Well, my friend, before we head on out, a couple of last things to note. Neo 2, are you familiar with the game? It just came out and it is a sequel to one of the best rated games of 2017.
2: You know, it was one that I did always want to play, and I never got around to it. I know Brian Wegner from Super BS is pretty into that game; he's always has great things to say about it. What uh, I know it is—it is, it is critically applauded, you know, all over the industry. But what what's going on with it? Tell me about the sequel.
0: Well, the sequel is getting outstanding reviews, either almost as well or just a little bit under what the first one did but it is just something that i think a lot of people who are into the bloodborne was in that type
2: of context like dark souls does that too um, exactly
0: that, i mean that's that's something that a lot of people really truly loved and then neo came out like i said under the radar but was very involved in the video game awards as far as being up there highly rated it was very well thought of and this seems to be something that a lot of people are really enjoying as well Well, my friend, it's been a great episode, but before we head on out, we got to touch on movies because this might be at least for a little while, one of the last weekends for any type of movie releases, you know, anything right now that's being distributed here domestically in over 3000 theaters. And there's a few that are coming out this weekend. We'll start off with The Hunt, which was a movie that was delayed because there was so much controversy because it's people hunting other people dealing with a lot of political divisions and things of that nature. So that one's out. Whether or not it does well, I think it's still up for debate, so to speak. And that one is out right now and available at the theaters. I still believe that's the sequel to 2018's I Can Only Imagine. So if you get a chance to go ahead and check that out, I mean, it's available on theaters now. That's probably going to be the movie that maybe wins this weekend at the box office but it's not exactly you know a sure thing because we don't even know what to expect and that's the thing when you go to box office bojo they're actually utilizing what the studio expects at this point in time they're no longer making guesses right now because everything is just so fluid and it's such a state of flux with the coronavirus and all that for theaters you don't know which ones are closing which ones are staying open it's all up in the air and internationally with so many different markets closing at this point in time or already closed you know such as Italy South Korea China places of that nature it's it's really hard to gauge exactly if these any of these movies are going to do well overseas but last but not least my friend is bloodshot bloodshot is starring Vin Diesel in a role where he dies as a soldier but gets some type of i think nanotechnology that's implanted in him, so he becomes a super soldier and all that. And then he, the individuals that go ahead and help build him or help bring him back to life, uh, you know, they're evil people. He finds out about it, so they go ahead. He becomes a good guy and goes after the bad guys, and, you know, yada, 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 yada. Really not stretching that far the imagination. You were talking about IGN's rating on that and said it was a good popcorn flick. They only gave it a six, my friend, but I have a feeling that's probably one of the highest scores out there fin diesel hasn't made much of a waves as far as uh, you know outside of the fast and furious and guardians of the galaxy series for quite some time now he's had a lot of misses when it comes to the movies that have not touched on those two subjects so i want to hear your thoughts man where's Vin diesel's career gone wrong so wrong outside of fast and furious and the guardians of the galaxy
2: well, he's, he's an actor that's had that had a really hard time making his way into the spotlight. You know, he did a ton of indie flicks, Boiler Room, Knock Around Guys. Pitch Black was an indie flick when it first came out. He's had a hard time, like, breaking into the mainstream. And I think when he finally did with Fast and the Furious, and that was a movie that took itself very seriously. So if you watch that one, you would never guess that the franchise was going where it's gone. He started to typecast himself. Even look at Triple X, right? Like, he was the same exact person. Like, he played that character who just did over-the-top things. And it didn't matter what he said because it was in a context of being cheesy. And I think people are afraid to cast him in serious roles because of that. And we've seen that happen with movies like The Last Witch Hunter. You know, like you said, Bloodshot is proving to not be that great.
0: But that's the thing. He He just hasn't done anything of substance outside of these hit franchise movies should he just stay involved with that or do you think he should just keep on going for the paycheck with some of these uh, you know other roles that he never seems to be successful with
2: well look at fast and the furious right as long as that franchise exists he will make money like he has he has absolutely nothing to lose by being in other movies as long as they're planning on making another fast movie because that's where he's going to make his paycheck so what does he have to lose? And then the big question here is: once the fast franchise ends, what is going to become of Vin Diesel? You know, outside of Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know, I hope that they would have one more Riddick film just to kind of finish that that story that I that came out. You know, when I was in the the sixth grade, I'd love to see that come to an end. But like, what what's next for him? Right? Like, he has always played better side characters too, even in Saving Private Ryan. Look like at Groot. I don't know if he has the star power to hold his own beyond the Fast and the Furious franchise.
0: And that's the thing, because like you said, he has typecast himself pretty much in a hole. And unfortunately, at this point in time, there's no way, or at least it's not looking any way, that he's going to get out. What are your thoughts out there on Vin Diesel's bloodshot? And do you think Vin Diesel's career is over outside of Fast and Furious and anything he does with Guardians of the Galaxy? share us your thoughts popculturecosmos at yahoo.com also as well popculturecosmos, culture cosmos Humanity media and game source on facebook twitter and instagram as well and please let us know if you're playing two of the brand new games that are out on consoles at this point in time neo 2 or oriana will of the wisp well all right my friend it's been a great episode i cannot thank you enough for being a part of it any last thoughts on the way out
2: Um, No, it'll just be interesting to see where things are by this time of next week. Well, it is going
0: to be interesting to see where we are as a country and as a world, as a species, what's going on with the coronavirus. We're going to keep giving you updates on how it's affecting pop culture each and every Monday and Friday. Please tune in. We will not be going away, at least as far as we can help it is concerned. So everyone out there, please stay safe practice good hygienic habits and be healthy stay healthy from all of us here at the pop culture cosmos josh it's been great having you on once again and please on behalf of myself and my family please your family be safe as well
2: thanks man you too so for josh
0: peterson this is gerald glass It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the p c c multiverse we thank you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself a great. Day.
3: Okay, auditions for the new Earth Station. Who co-host? Take one. Go ahead.
1: Hello, Stonehenge. Who takes the Pandora Cup? Takes the universe. But bad news, everyone. Cause guess who, ha, huh. listen, you lot are all whizzing about. It's really very distracting. Could you all just stay still a minute because I am talking?
3: Not too shabby. Can you close this up?
1: Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating over 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. You never know where the TARDIS is going to go next. Earth Station Who podcast can be found at www.earthstationwho.com earthstationwho is a proud member of the ESO network we are up on facebook itunes stitcher radio or wherever fine podcasts are found peace and we are done did i pass the audition
2: we'll get back to you
0: next you're listening to a Weebie geeks network podcast
1: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the T Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
2: Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com.